Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. And Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Welcome into the Hot Corner. For it must be that same day it always is, which is a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm starting to really enjoy Wednesdays. It's one of my more favorite days of the week. It's right in the middle. I got a day off, kind of. I did go to work today. <laughs> you always do. I don't think you have a day off where you don't go in to, to the brewery. Uh, that would be Sunday, for Sunday is the Lord's Day. Ah, yes. Every industry job I've ever had, I say, and I hope nobody's listening, I say, I can't work on Sundays, and they're like, oh, okay, how come? And I'm like, because it's the Lord's Day, and then they don't say anything. And then after about six weeks, they know that clearly I'm not religious, nor am I going to church on Sunday. But, but you've already got Sunday off. can't say anything. But you've already got Sunday off. Can't say anything. Smart. God bless the United States of America. I really, uh, I'm kind of sad that uh, Isaac and Jason are in California because I wore the infamous sunglasses today. The infamous sunglasses. You remember the sunglasses? That oh, the like cheap left plastic here? ones that yeah. were like five bucks. That's that Suk just ripped you apart for. <clears throat> yeah, it was like a uh, a massive Twitter uh, debate for a good uh, four hours. I I vaguely remember it. Yes, yeah. I remember the the cheap sunglasses part. It's the most popular I've ever been on this radio station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of them being in California, I mean, uh, I went through the schedule and I looked through it. Mike was with me, and uh, Wazoo's going ten and three. It's uh, pretty obvious. <laughs> I was with you, but I was not with you. <laughs> if you know what I mean. The the very very ultra biased win loss win loss win loss win loss that Patrick did during the Washington State schedule was a sight to behold. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Writing off teams like Utah as easy wins. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> Oregon, four years in a row. Keep it going. I mean, for all you duck homers out there, just remember you've lost to Wazoo three years in a row, twice in your own building. But the problem is, is Washington State, for sad reasons, does not have a quarterback right now. Too soon. So, 
We got yeah. four quarterbacks. What are you talking about? Yeah. You've got four. We got, we got four guys that are so good, we don't even know who's starting. <laughs> yep, that's probably what it is. Yeah, it's a tough choice, man. I mean, like. A grad transfer that can't beat out a couple of freshmen. <laughs> do you want the A++ or do you want the A+. We can't really figure out yet. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. And don't you worry, Wyoming. This guy's in video you. game rank. He's an S instead of an A. <laughs> And I'm looking at you, Eastern Washington. We're not going to lose to you this year. Yes, you will. I know. <laughs> it's going to be really awful. But hey, hey, man, hey, dude. I might well, go to I might go to Corvallis and watch Wazoo Oregon State. I got fun. some Oregon State buddies. I like that school. They're nice people. Well, you had a quote unquote day off today. Meanwhile, I've been here since 7:30 in the morning. Yeah, man. I'm sorry about that. With Pac-12 <clears throat> Media Day, I'm going to go ahead and blame Joe Fisher the fourth for you still being here. Yes. Well, I mean, I'd still be here. But not really here. Because I would you, be in that chair, and my brain would be turning off right about now, and I'd be babbling incoherently about baseball. Wow, so that's the kind of effort you put into this show. Good to know, Mike. <laughs> so after 12 know. hours already here, yeah. Glad <laughs> to know you just kind of mail it in. <laughs> Pay no attention to the guy over here who's actually working hard. I uh, I follow the uh, in the footsteps of John Sikanik. He mails it in, and I just keep it going, baby. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm watching Roma Tottenham on TV right now, so I'm not. Oh, is that it. a uh, one of the friendlies here in the U.S. of A? Yeah, it's the International Champions Cup. I don't understand what's going on. Is it live? It's live. It's live. It, I think. Yeah, it says live in the top right. Well, that's not always necessarily true. Uh, Liverpool just beat Man City 2-0, so I suppose. Uh, what channel is I suppose it that's good. Espen Dose. and I just got a text message from my CFO in HR who says, "Yeah, I'm listening." So dope sorry you've been off on sundays for too long now it's okay yeah hey ray I, th I think your hair looks fantastic what a great shirt you were wearing today and are those new shoes my man you look great <laughs> <laughs> he's a cubs fan whatever oh hey cubs fans are good people too I most suppose. of the time i'll never forget when the cubs beat the indians and i rolled into the brewery can you believe it the cubs won and i'm just like really guys like really this is where we're going with this don't you know me well enough i'm so excited for you guys but get out of my face oh anyway uh some fun news we kind of teased this last week with big john uh on the show by the way i love having big john on he's such a great guest those shows fly by they are so much fun i could do that show for four hours i could do that show every week for the entire year oh man we'd never get anything done though well that's true but we'd have a lot of fun I suppose that's more, true. more fun than we already have, which is already plenty. Yeah, this is the greatest thing ever in my entire life. I hope so. I hope you act like it is, at least. I try. Ooh, Roma's up 1-0. Booyah. Yeah, they just scored. Yep, and uh, nobody cares. Uh, but Mike and I were kind of teasing this last week. Uh, tomorrow, get your schedules set. Thursdays at 4 o'clock, Mike and I are doing a little side project right now where we are about to launch a podcast, and this podcast is non-sports related. Uh, the In powers... fact, we will talk as little sports as possible unless it is related to our main podcast topic. Yeah, I drink a lot during uh, football games and not American football, but, uh, you know, that other football, I drink a lot during those games, so that might come up, but uh, outside of maybe talking about that uh, great beer I got at... Uh, Safeco Field, uh, there might not be a whole lot of baseball or sports in general, but uh, we're going to launch a beer podcast. This thing is called Beers on Us. First one launches tomorrow at 4 o'clock, so if you're driving home and uh, you want to listen to some stuff about some beer, go ahead and download that. You can find it at iTunes, Google Play. Uh, and this is a really fun adventure that Mike and I are really excited about. It's meant to be a lot more informative. 
give you guys kind of an idea of what it's like to be in the chair of Mike, who's kind of newer to the beer scene, and someone to myself who's kind of deeply immersed in it. It's meant for everyone, whether you're a brewer or just somebody that likes to get drunk. Uh, we're here for you. We got John Harris on the first show. Uh, he's the owner and founder of Ecliptic Brewing. He's also got a, a massive historical presence within this beer community. Check it out. Uh, it should be pretty fun. I am very excited about it. We've already been working on it behind the scenes, of course, so for to launch tomorrow. And I, I was already kind of passionate about it when we set it up. Obviously, I was like, this is going to be really fun. Let's do it. But after doing the first couple of days of working on it, I'm like, wow, let's do this. Let's see what happens with this podcast. And yeah. so we're launching it every Thursday at around four o'clock, as close as I can get to four, because I'm also going to be on the board doing primetime every every week at that time. You really need to reassess your priorities. Primetime is fine, Mike. <laughs> um, so keep an eye out for it. I'll tweet it. Patrick will tweet it. <clears throat> at Mike Lynch 27 at PDD085. I'll put it on the fans website at, or fans Twitter at 1080 the fan. You'll be able to find it on the fans website, um, radio.com. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google play beers on us. There's a trailer up like Patrick mentioned already. So go listen to it and then, uh, rate us, review us. And hopefully you have some fun and learn some stuff about beer and try new beers. You never heard of before. And for those of you out there listening to this show, I think one thing that's really fun <clears throat> that Mike and I have noticed as we've been working on this and recording segments and things like that, What's really fun is the dynamic on the show with the two of us is very different than here. Um, we we very much want it to be a lot more conversational and, and instead of being like driven by topics and someone keeping us on pace and things like that. Uh, Mike ends up doing a lot of the heavy lifting on it and I just kind of talk. So that's really kind of fun. So if you want to see like the different sides of us, I think that's an awesome opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, because you are the quote-unquote, expert, <laughs> and I am trying to learn and help the listener learn. So I am directing a lot of the conversation and trying to get you to feed information and talking, asking questions that I don't know. And um, I think with the interview, we've, we've only done one interview so far, and it was with John Harris. The difference in, in the questions, you'll, you'll see the difference between me not knowing a lot and Patrick knowing plenty. I asked simple things like, for example, one of the questions was, what, what is your affinity for dark beer? Mm-hmm. And this is a great question. Right. John does great dark beer, but you wouldn't ask that because you you know he does great dark beer. But I'm like, man, you do great dark. Why? What what's so special about it? And then you asked a lot about like how have you seen the change in Portland beer scene? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just different ty- types of questions. So that's kind of the, it's it's gonna it'll evolve. It'll be different from tomorrow through probably week four or five. It'll all, it'll change as we continue to to work on it. But support us and uh, we'll appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, so that's that. So check that out tomorrow, 4 o'clock, every Thursday at 4 o'clock. Beers on us. A little shameless plug that we just spent four minutes on, but that's all right. It's not really Uh, a shameless (laughs) plug. It's just a plug. I guess I'm just trying to be uh, diplomatic here. Uh, Oakley Doakley, well, this is a baseball show, so we'll keep doing baseball. Uh, Stuff to get into today, a lot of stuff to get into. We kind of skipped a lot of topics that were kind of hot last week because we wanted to do our show with John. So we got a lot to catch up on. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Top of the 8 o'clock hour, we've got uh, tons of Yankee news, not to be too heavy on the Yankees. They bolstered their bullpen to an ungodly amount. And uh, is one of their stars in trouble? We'll get to that in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, We'll skip fantasy this week unless someone's got a question they want to ask us. You can text in the Better You Today text line 55305. If there's something that comes up, we'll address that as well. We got a coach fired. Um, yeah, there's a ton of stuff going on, but first of all, the, I always thought the Dodgers had themselves the shortstop of the future, 
But I guess right now they got the shortstop of right now. Big move in L.A. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Seven eighteen here, Portland Sports Leader, ten eighty. The fan, don't you forget it. The better you today. Text lines five five three zero five. Feel free to blast that bad boy. You can make fun of us. You can chat with us. You can interact with us. It's kind of fun. Uh, but first things first. The Los Angeles Dodgers have, uh, I guess, decided they're going for it. Um, that might be an understatement. Sorry, it's fun to listen to Mike type. He's really fast. Sorry. <laughs> I'm also tweeting about the show because I forgot to do that. No, you're good. Uh, so the Los Angeles Dodgers trade for Manny Machado. They sent some prospects over there. And I think what I would like to, before we get into what this means for the Dodgers, I want to bring this this thing up real quick that is, like, boggling my mind. So I do not pay too much attention to what, farm systems look like in the sense of like players names unless it's my team i know that there are some teams that have really deep farm systems some teams that do not i'm aware of that aspect but as far as the nitty-gritty i don't know as much of it uh but i don't understand how the dodgers continually have prospects to trade to people it is something that i just kind of don't really understand and i feel like it's like this guy two years ago was like the number 18 prospect for the Dodgers farm system. But now, because they've traded everybody for all this like bullpen help and pennant chasing help, that this guy has now become the number two prospect. And everyone's like, well, we got to get him. He's the Dodgers number two. He must be good. And it's like, well, you know, the Mariners number two prospect is not very good. Uh, and I'm wondering if they're just getting away with it because they're the Dodgers. No, I don't think so. I think you think they really have that plethora of talent. I do. I, I think they have one of the best, if not the best, international scouting department in the major leagues. Fair that I might give you. And uh, we have seen it countless times with guys who uh, who they're not getting in the MLB draft. They're just getting through international pool money, um, and just being really good at finding those gems in the Dominican Republic and you know all Cuba and all the places that are that are in the Caribbean that are really good wells of talent. And I think they're really, really exceptional at that. And there's not a lot of teams that are very good at that because it takes a lot of resources to keep scouts traveling out there. And who's one of the biggest and most resourceful teams in terms of money in the MLB, the Dodgers. Hi. So I just think they're constantly getting good prospects. Now that doesn't mean that they're all great players, right? Not all of them are going to pan out. And that's, that's the rub is they are prospects. They're prospects and they're, and they're highly valued because they could be good, but I still think the best way to view a team's scouting and prospect development is by how many of your prospects turn out to be really good. How many of your top prospects turn out to be really good elite players like the Astros Mm -hmm. are amazing. Yeah. Because almost every single one of their top prospects has turned out to be a solid to elite MLB player. That's that's where the yeah. proof is in the pudding for me. The Dodgers haven't had as much success with that. Um, you know, Urias came up and struggled a lot. He was their top pitching prospect last year and had mm-hmm. a lot of buzz about him. So it hasn't been quite as successful. You could say Puig in the same example has had hot streaks, cold streaks. Yeah, but yeah, that's an interesting one. He's been super successful in terms of marketing, but yeah, in terms of being an elite player, yeah, eh, sometimes flashes. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that shines a little more light into this because I just didn't understand. I was like, how is a team that has this many guys on it able to have a farm system that good? Like, I just don't get it. Maybe they've drafted really well the last few years, too. Nah, 
that. <laughs> Magic Johnson owns the team. You see what he does with the Lakers? He's not doing that with the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, yeah, he Sick is. Sick bird. Lance Stevenson, one year, baby. Yeah, they got That's somebody. like a Chase Utley deal right there. Yeah, they got somebody else, too. That kind of sucks. I can't remember who it was that I laughed at. It was Lance Stevenson and somebody else. I mean, they got Michael Beasley. No, they got JaVale him. McGee. It was JaVale McGee. I was like, nice, dude. Way <laughs> to poach like the ninth best player on a loaded Warriors team. Hey, he kind of almost won them one of those finals games by himself. Yeah, he one time blocked Tristan Thompson from getting a rebound. <laughs> it was really amazing. <laughs> uh, Wait, I thought this was the baseball game. I know. Uh, and so the reality is, though, is that Manny Machado leaves the Orioles and uh, is now playing shortstop for the Dodgers. Uh, obviously, this is a huge upgrade for them. It gives them a power bat in the lineup, a consistent bat in the lineup, not just power, but like a guy that's a five-tool player. I mean, Manny Machado, we've been talking about how great he is since this show's inception, not to mention looking forward to next year's superstar free agent class. Um, but I do kind of wonder, I do kind of wonder, this is clearly a rental, Right. Do the Dodgers really have any intention of re-signing him? Because it seemed like everybody else that was going after Machado was kind of going after him to be like, hey, make this playoff run with us and then negotiate a deal. I'm sure the Dodgers with us. would like to negotiate a deal with him. Where are they going to play him? Well, it doesn't matter. I think I think the thing that you have to remember is talent is talent. If I'm going to borrow a Sukhism, blank is blank. Talent is talent. Football's football. Football's football. Sports is sports. Sports is business. Business um, is business. Cheese is cheese is one that I said. Ooh, cheese is cheese. But the more talented players you have, the better chance you have, no matter where you put them on the field, to win consistently and, and get to the World Series. I don't care where the Dodgers play Manny Machado or Justin Turner or Corey Seager. Put them all on the field at once, and you've gotten a lead infield with three really, really, really good hitters. And but don't where? forget you got Cody Bellinger at mm. first base. But where? Who's playing second? Who cares? Whoever I care, whoever fits there, you're fine. But none of them do. How do you? That's not true. Oh, you shortstop, think Corey Seager is a second baseman? I think shortstop translates to second base the easiest because shortstop's arms are already really good, and they don't need to have they just move closer to first base. It's harder to trans to translate from second to the rest of the infield because that arm strength is not there for second baseman in the same way it is for third baseman. Machado has played third and short. I guarantee you he could play second, although he wouldn't like it. Corey Seager will probably play second because Manny Machado has more say than Corey Seager. But that's ridiculous. Well, it's not ridiculous. I'd rather have Corey, Corey Seager. Or you can have both, Patrick. But I want Corey Seager at shortstop. It's sexy. I like it. So great. Then plus, if put Corey Machado Seager, at second. Plus, if Corey Seager goes to second base, then how am I supposed to make fun of Kyle Seager? Uh, by looking at his 212 batting average and laughing at him. Yeah, I suppose he's doing that for me. But to me, it's... It's not really much of a, a question to me. It's you've got talented players. So, I mean, so, of course, they'll try to re-sign him, I'm sure. I don't know if they will. Um, but whenever the big free agents are out there on the market, you get the top money teams all going after them. So that'll be the Dodgers. It'll be the Yankees. It'll be the Red Sox. Uh, the Cubs, probably. We'll all be going after Manny Machado. It's just, it is what it is. How much, how much more of a boost do you think Machado really gives them? Because to me, every time I see this, I feel like it's just filling a hole of Corey Seager being on the DL all year. Well, they are in first, but they have the talent to be in first. I think what but it they does, are missing a very important piece of their puzzle, and now they've got a guy who's slightly better. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I think it does is without Corey Seager, 
You're playing who? Kike Hernandez at shortstop? He or? plays for the Phillies. No, that's Cesar Hernandez. Okay, sure. Um, you're playing Max Muncie at second base right now, who Leading I don't know. The National League in home right, runs. Right, but he could play anywhere. He's, he's first of all, he's not a second baseman. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> there. Um, he could play in the outfield somewhere. Chase uh, Lee. Chase uh, Lee. But never thought I'd say that in my entire life. <laughs> you probably should take that back. I Walk back. that back. Ugh, sorry. Um, to me, it without Corey Seager, that was a big hole that could have cost him in the playoffs. They have replaced a big hole with the exact same sized peg that's just better. It's a uh, you know about the same average hitter, but more power, more RBIs, and arguably a better fielder. They're both great fielders, but Machado's mm-hmm. amazing. So you filled that hole and got better at the same time. So perfect. I guess in, in a National League, like we talked about last week with John, that seems completely wide open. Yeah, very much so. If you can make a move like that that makes you better, which is why the Cubs were also going for him. Cubs don't need Manny Machado, but they certainly could use Manny Machado. Um, the, makes you better. Where, where would you play well, they the, short and then sit Addison Russell. Well, the talk was he would trade Russell in. Oh, in right, right. You'd put him in that deal. Duh, yeah. duh, duh. Like Starling Castro. Exactly. That poor guy. Hey, he's raking in Miami. Yeah, I know. Too bad he doesn't know the rest of his teammates. I guess. I guess the big thing is, is I don't know how much better this makes the Dodgers than last year. I think. I think shortstop and production from shortstop was lower on the totem pole of needs for them than giving up your number two prospect for a rental. Like, I still think they I, I think they need starting pitching help. They definitely need bullpen help. And their outfield is kind of meh outside of Matt Kemp. But can you really rely on Matt Kemp? Well, I think the way I look at it is, is also this way. As much as I love Corey Seager, he's not a very high-impact hitter. He gets on base. He steals bases. But Manny Machado, when he's up to the, up to the plate, is a double and home run machine almost every time and he's a way higher impact hitter than, than Corey Seager is so on a team right now that's struggling to do anything but his solo homers you've seen them hit like 10 in the last three games and barely mm-hmm. win all of them um, you have a guy who can conceivably have a much bigger impact than that with guys on base and uh, also saving some runs defensively as well I there's to me there's no negative to this trade none because the level of player that you're getting, even if it's a rental, as you're trying to win a World Series, is so high in Machado that giving up your number two prospect or number four, whichever number it was, depending on where you were looking, I think that's worth it. Fair enough. I do want to kind of keep this conversation going. Plus, I kind of want to, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about a uh, little, little bit of Orioles as well in this as, as they are involved in that trade. And we'll do that next. But first, here's Mike with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We've been saying this for a few years now. I still don't know why the Dodgers are good. It makes a little more sense to me now. Um, But Justin Turner hasn't looked good. Um, He's back on the DL now, too, I think. He's hurt again, at least. Uh I am not going to learn who Max Muncy is. I'm sorry. I did this with Cody Bellinger. I'm not doing this again. Like, I'm tired of your little phenoms that have terrible swings that hit home runs. Okay. Sheesh. By the way, I know who Max Muncy and Cody Bellinger are. I do think that 
Max Muncy is probably the least talked about power hitter in the last couple of years. He's just like leading the National League in home runs, and everyone's like, huh? Yeah, Max Muncy? <laughs> what happened to the Taylor kid from Seattle that all of a sudden decided to uh, He's still there. be awesome? He's probably on less steroids this year, though. <laughs> Doesn't he play shortstop? Uh, yeah, he has. Wow. I think he's also playing outfield or something. Full consent. Not a lot of Dodger games watched between the two of us. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I could care less, to be honest with you. It's it's weird, and this maybe this is bad of me. I've always found the Dodgers a little boring. Yeah, totally. Uh, outside of when Kershaw starts. And, and he, when Kershaw's Kershaw, yeah. to be honest. And, oh, man, that might have been the first time I ever talked trash about Clayton Kershaw. And I, and I like some of the players in the Dodgers, but... To be honest, I, I I have not found them to be particularly exciting until the playoffs the last few years. Yeah, I enjoy watching the Mariners this year more. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much enjoy watching teams like Arizona in the night games, and um, I like to watch a little bit of the, the ALS too. I I like the Angels A's games; those are always kind of fun for me. I know they're not as good as the Angels or the Dodgers. I mean, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I, I've always had an issue getting behind the LA Dodgers in terms of viewing them on a regular basis. I tend to watch a lot more American League anyway. I think it's because my team's in the American League, so I'm trying to see the path to get the World Series. And I think I try to watch Mike Trout. I want to see yeah. him a little bit more. Always in forever. Uh, one thing I do love about the Dodgers, which I'm kind of hoping happens this year, but these guys got to figure it out. Boy, I love watching the Dodgers beat the crap out of the Nationals. It's so fun. <laughs> it's more because the Nationals suck. But, man, I want to see those two teams play again in the playoffs this year, and I'll root for the Dodgers because it's fun. Just because it's fun to watch the Nationals suck. You just want to watch the world burn. I love it, dude. It's so great. The Nationals are really, really struggling this year. I, that's one I don't understand. It's That team is loaded. It's it's more of a confusing question than how are the Dodgers good from last year to how on earth is this Nationals team bad? Yeah, dude. Or at I, least just 500 average. Oh, yeah, man. Trade Bryce. Do it. Just do it now. Get something for him. Might as well. You're not resigning him, right? Yeah, man. You'll get anything and everyone from anyone. Wow, did that work? Anything from anyone and everyone? Anything and everyone from anyone. Yeah, that did work. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Ding. Glad your brain's working. All right. Mine's all right. not. <laughs> uh, do you think Manny Machado going to the Dodgers puts them over? Do they become the favorites? No. Um, I think the Cubs are still the favorites. I agree. But I think it makes a clear top two, in my opinion, in the yeah. National League. Whereas before, I kind of was like, yeah, the Cubs will probably win by default because I don't trust the Braves, the Phillies, the Nationals, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Giants, or the Diamondbacks. I love how the American League East is the most exciting division in probably all of baseball. And all three of those teams were like, nope, have no faith in them. <laughs> but it's like, oh, yeah, the Phillies, Gabe Kapler, might win manager of the year. They might go get Adam Jones. And then the Braves, they're like, oh, they built it up. This thing is really churning. And the Nationals, they're loaded. Picking any of them to go to the World Series? Oh, no, 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 no. No way. No, <laughs> that's crazy. I got Cubs or Dodgers. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't, and it's kind of what I was saying last segment is that I don't think getting Machado really pushes them over the edge, pushes them, really fills the needs that they were really missing. And that's kind of my biggest thing. And it's not a knock on Machado by any means. We've been on this show for years and years and years saying that Manny Machado is, you know, he's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of guy. I would kill to have him on my team. I really would. Literally? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd kill Bryce Harper. Should we dump that? Should I hit the dump button? No. <laughs> Is that a little extreme? We're clearly joking, but uh, <laughs> I hope. But uh, Are we? <laughs> in the NL West, it puts them over the top, and that's why I think they do that. Because yeah. the NL West is tight, and there's it's four true. teams that have a chance to win the division. Sorry, Padres. And the Dodgers getting Not Machado. Not the Padres get Syndergaard. <laughs> I did see that rumor. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um, that so would, cute over there. That would be such a Padres thing to do, too. So They're not ready for Syndergaard, <laughs> and they would trade like all their top young players to get him. Um, I think it helps the Dodgers in the division win the NL West, and that's not as important <clears throat> as winning it all, obviously, but important enough. Yeah, and I think the National League East is going to come down to the wire that I don't think anybody wants to rely on a wild card. Not that they want to anyway, but I think the wild card is going to be very, very difficult in the National League. Well, it's going to be dangerous for sure. Yeah. Uh, totally. you know, you, whoever gets in doesn't want to play whoever else got in. Well, that's the thing is, in the National League, the Maybe teams the who are going to make the wild card are likely out of this group unless the Nationals fix it. Braves, Phillies, Brewers, Diamondbacks. Rockies, Rockies Nationals. Giants. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of like, hey, there they might be good teams. So it's a total crapshoot. Yeah. It's not like. I don't want to face Zach Greinke. I don't want to face Madison Bumgarner. I don't want to face Colorado's lineup. You know, I don't want to face some hungry Phillies or Braves team. And I don't want to see that stacked roster in, in Washington. Or the Brewers. I was like, gonna say, the yeah, Brewers are good too. The Brewers are loaded top to bottom. Like I don't. If I'm, you know, say I sneak in and I'm Arizona, I like my chances, but I don't want to play any of those teams I just mentioned. Yeah, but it's different too because in the American League, although it's it's not true, I think the assumption is that whoever, whichever AL East team is in the wild card game, is going to beat the second wild card team, whoever it is. In the National League, we don't know. Yeah. The National League, no matter what two teams make it to that wild card game, it's going to be like what. Unless it's like Bumgarner starting, then you're like, okay, the Giants will win. Yeah. But beyond that, it's kind of completely out, out in the open. Although not to open a can of worms, we don't know the American League yet. Oakland's two games back. That's what I'm saying. I said oh, whatever I, AL East team oh, would beat the second wild card team. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's I the thought, assumption, even though it's a wrong assumption, that's the assumption. I thought you were saying that uh, we just don't know who's coming out of the AL East for the wild card. No. Boy, Mariners, don't do this to us. Come on, we're <laughs> so close, guys. It's happening. We're so close. Stop. You see the A's come back from 10 to 2 down yesterday Stop in the seventh it. and win 13 to 10. And Familia got the in same. In regulation. And Familia got the same. Stop. Stop. Don't do this to us. We've been rooting for and this. And the A's gave up nothing for Familia. I know. Like they're being, the Mets are being ridiculed for that trade. Uh, real quick to wrap up this Machado thing. Do you. I don't think I switching over to the Orioles perspective and we will get into Zach Britton to the Yankees at the top of the eight o'clock hour. I don't think I've seen a team fall apart this fast and then completely fire sale everyone. I mean, there's rumors of Adam Jones to the Phillies or the Indians and and, you know, Machado's gone. Britain's gone. Jonathan Scopes hitting really well right now. Is he about to be gone? You know what I mean? This team fell real quickly. And uh, if you're an up-and-coming team next year, there's a good chance you can hire Buck Showalter if you need a manager because he's most likely going to be on the market. Yeah, the Orioles, they're they're not really that bad either. That's the thing is, oh. I mean, they obviously are because they're 40 games below 500. But by the looks of it, they're not bad. They had a good lineup. Um, they had 
average to slightly below average starting pitching, but their bullpen was solid. They had Britton and O'Day and, and Givens and those guys who were really good in the past. It almost just seems like everything negative to every player happened at the same time, except for Machado. Except Everyone, for Manny Machado. Machado was amazing. I think I read that stat to you guys last week that without Machado, the Orioles at that point were like hitting 209. Uh, it had like a 250 on base percentage, which is just atrocious. Yeah, I heard something like 20 of 30 minor league teams are batting better than the Orioles right now. What? Yeah, some weird stat like that. That's weird. You know, baseball's full of weird stats. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're they're really, really bad. And I'm kind of glad that Joe is not here today because I don't like to bag on either of your guys' teams. Well, maybe yours a little bit. But uh, I feel bad because, like, what do you do as a fan? Like, how do you deal with that? <clears throat> well, like, I've got a poster of Chris Davis in my house, and I've got a Manny Machado jersey, and Zach Britton's the best closer in the game, and we got Buck Showalter who builds dynasties and then gets fired and someone else wins. Now you got nobody. Right. This time, Buck Showalter's not getting fired to win because he's going to get fired for a complete rebuild job if it happens. Yeah. Or they'll keep him on because he is a good manager. But... Do you think any of this is Buck's fault? You know, maybe. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way. Oh, but yeah, are we giving him too much credit? Now, I like Buck Showalter, the, so I'm not here to jump on him. The Mike Matheny thing, which I think we'll get to today as well. Yeah, we'll do that next. It shocked me. Mm-hmm. So after reading that, I wouldn't put it past it being Buck Showalter's fault partially. Yeah. He is an extreme old school manager. Very. Maybe the most in the game. Like we'll talk about next segment, apparently that ain't flying anymore. So maybe, maybe it is partially his fault. I don't know. Yeah, and on that note, we'll get into uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, one of the most old-school, historic, play-by-the-book kind of organization has let go of their manager, and I think Mike just alluded to it, and I think I feel the same way. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 747, Mike and I were just... uh, Discussing the age feats of Mr. Tom Cruise. He is beating Father Time right now. He will eventually lose, but he's winning will right he? now. I don't know. Or is that Scientology keeping him young, 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 young? I'm feeling a religious phenomenon coming on <laughs> for myself. Maybe yeah, the, I should convert. Yeah, the thing we talked about it on primetime, it was on Twitter kind of popping around a little bit the other day that. Tom Cruise now filming this Mission Impossible is five years older than Wilford Brimley in the movie Cocoon. And if you don't know either of those, just Google Wilford Brimley Cocoon and you will see how old he looks. And in that picture, he is five years younger than Tom Cruise is right now. Whoa. Dude, I can't handle this. Although, you know, say what you want about Cruise. Cruise has made some good movies. He's made some bad movies. I do think I want to see the new Mission Impossible. I liked the one before. Um, I'm watching the one before that on TV. It looks kind of bad, but the last one was pretty good. Uh, but I've always loved Tom Cruise because he always, you know, was in movies with hot women. And he was married to Nicole Kidman for a while, and we'll get to Nicole in a second. And then Katie Holmes. Uh, but the biggest thing that I loved about Tom Cruise was that he was that he's my size. You know, he's not as buff as me, but he's close. Um, but he's my size, so I always really respected that. I can tell Mike's not really paying attention. No, I am. I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm just also looking something else up that I saw that shocks me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I but I love Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is my size. 
Like he's like we're the exact same build. And it's fantastic. It to makes see. you feel good to see someone your size yeah. being a, a badass action star. Yeah. And he was with Nicole Kidman. She's six foot and gorgeous from Australia. Like, come on down. Like she's never clapped before. I know. I love it. It's so cute. She like barely touches her hands together and her fingers are the size of Slenderman's. It's called elegance, Mike. No, I think that's called uh, something else. Oof. If I could get Nicole Kidman. Woo. So, Let's do it. You know Kelly uh, McGillis from Top Gun? Yeah. Look up what she looks like now. No, because I briefly saw this and ran away screaming because I will refuse to believe that Kelly McGillis does not look like Kelly McGillis in Top Gun. I refuse to do it. But it's less about that and more about, I'm like, assuming she was the Tom, same age as Tom Cruise. That's how good Tom Cruise looks. And now Kelly McGillis looks like she's Kathy Bates. Yeah, dude. And Tom Cruise looks like he's Top Gun Tom Cruise, just slightly older. And I don't think... I don't think Tom Cruise uh, was married at the time, so there's a very good chance he took a run at that. Oh, I'm sure. And he better have. Knowing Hollywood. Or I will be very mad at him. I mean, like, I feel like I've taken a run at her because I knew he did, and we're the same person. You got to stop saying that. Me, you got to stop saying that. Why? Because you're not the same person. Why can't I be Tom Cruise? I mean, you, you can. People like to bash Tom Cruise all they want. The last time I checked, they still go see his movies. Yeah, it's because like he makes really good generic action movies. They're dope. He's no Keanu Reeves, though, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no. In terms of, like, Who bad action flicks. Stuff? Bad action flicks, Keanu wins that. Uh, Dude, the last Mission Impossible was good. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I think we watched it. Ooh, but. ooh. Tom Cruise should play James Bond. That was my Kevin moment for the day. <laughs> You've already had four. Don't worry. <laughs> you didn't like John Wick and John Wick 2? I thought those movies were awesome. Never seen them. Ooh. Is that just at a precedent you don't like Keanu Reeves? No, I just don't really watch a lot of bad action flicks. Well, they're not bad, so you should watch them. That is true. That I, I have heard that. I, I, have I heard. thought I was going to laugh and hate them. Mm -hmm. I was completely sucked in for both movies. And yeah. I hate bad action movies. Like, I am a really big, like, eh, I don't want to watch this. It's, it's, I get the entertainment, but it's kind of stupid. I liked the John Wick movies a lot. Like, someone killed his dog, and now he kills everyone? Yeah, but a way, way more emotional and cool than that. Although that, that is the premise of the first movie. That's rad. <laughs> and they're making another one, right? They're just going to keep this bad boy going? Yep. I love that Keanu has just no shame. Why is it shame? This these are good movies, Patrick. I don't know about that. If they were good, I would have seen them. Mike, duh. I know everything. <laughs> uh, he has no shame because he made the second and third Matrix movies. Hey, no. those are good movies. No. How did you think that was going to end? The it's not about the story was fine. His name is the one, Patrick. The story is fine. It's just not very good. The first movie was so incredible that the second two were like, wow, these suck. Well, But I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the way it ended. But okay. the way it was directed and stuff, I was like, yeah, no. I don't know about that. I enjoyed Especially the ones. second one. That one was the worst. This Really? Most people bash the third one. What a stupid love story that was. She's hot. Eh. <laughs> I love the... Eh, eh. <laughs> I was going to do Matt Harvey... Not like, as hot as him. I don't but. like short hair very much. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of short hair either, but, you know, some people, uh, Halle Berry can pull it off.
Yeah, but she was pretty hot with long hair, too. Well, I know. And she used to date Rick Fox. Like, I can't get past that. Like, that's <laughs> never going to get out of my mind. Like, Rick Fox is a disgusting human being. What? Why? Hot take. I don't know. He just looks because he was a Laker and you disliked the Lakers? No, I just disliked him. Okay. Well, he supports esports, so I support him. Oh, man. Really? Uh, he, like, owns an esports team. Ugh. <laughs> It's totally okay that you like esports. That's not what it is. But I'm just like, why do you got to do? Why are you trying to be hip, Rick Fox? Nobody thinks you're cool. Like Marshawn Lynch is in esports. That I get. He's hip. He's cool. Is he hip and cool? Yeah. Quit freaking. Call Beacon. He stole a golf cart once. That's cool. Rick Fox is a douche. Not a golf cart. It was an injury cart. And he almost ran over like band members. Even better. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, there went that. Yeah, this text says Constantine was a great Reeves action movie. You know, I never saw Constantine. But I think my looked, wife likes that it one. It looked really up my alley because it's kind of sci-fi-y. Um, I know it's kind of like mythical and there's some weird stuff, although I didn't know for the longest time that it was a comic book. Apparently, the comic book's really good. Mm, I didn't know that either. Um, so I do want to watch Constantine. And J.R. Texan, welcome to Getting Old, fellas. It sucks. Yeah. Us talking about the Tom Cruise and the people aging. And, yeah. At least they put Simon Pegg in these Mission Impossible movies, so I still feel good. <laughs> Why does that make you feel good? I don't know. Because you like he's a, he's a funny actor. Well, yeah, but he's like a character actor, and, and so he's not like as devilishly good looking as Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm starting to think that Tom Cruise is My not real. <laughs> and he's made he was made in a lab by aliens that that would follow Scientology. <laughs> Ding! Whoa. What if it's more true than we think? What if he what is? What if L. Ron Hubbard... What the, if he is L. Ron Hubbard? What if L. Ron Hubbard, the science fiction writer who created a religion... Yes! By the way. Um, what if he is right? And what if Tom Cruise is L. Ron Hubbard in the brain, yeah. but is a fully robotic body that has a very slow aging mechanism because he is aging slightly. Slightly. But he'll live to be like 300 years old before he looks old. <laughs> this is the best off-topic TV show movie thing we've ever done. And we're going to we're going to be like dying at the age of well, and Tom, hopefully 80 something. And Tom Cruise is going to keep doing stunts in Mission Impossible 12. Well, <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying is we're going to be on our deathbed watching tv and it's going to be like mission impossible the future is back and tom cruise is there and you're like wait a minute tom cruise looks exactly like he did in 2018 when we had that conversation on the hot corner i like your old man voice (laughs) and i hope that like the, the 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 love interest in the movie is somebody like smoking hot right now's daughter it's like Emma Watson's daughter. Yep. <laughs> She's the love interest. Well, it's Emma like, Watson's hey, like baby. granddaughter at that point, probably. What? When we're old? Emma Watson's like 10 years younger than me. But if she has a kid that's, t- let's say, 20 years. Okay. You'll, you'll 25. Okay. You'll be what? 50-something? 60? I'm not 60. Jeez, Mike. In 25 years? Yeah, I'll be like 57, 58. Granddaughter. We're 80 when we're talking about this. That's the granddaughter of your hot actress that you like. In 25 years, I'll be 58 years old. (laughs) That's a lot of years, though. That's almost the entirety of your current life. Oh, my God. 
I'm really sad right now. <laughs> and on that note, when we come back at the top of the second o'clock hour, we'll get into the second o'clock hour. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the St. Louis Cardinals did something that surprised the both of us. We'll do that next. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch, 1080 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top. Mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.